At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. It's brand new, season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen wolf Bedeta, And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Always follow the, follow, follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on v We are up and running. Thanks for being patient. Video back, audio there. It is Follow the Money here on v the sports betting network. And we'll start this hour talking some uh, hardcore college football as professional sports better Brad Powers joins the program now. His website is bradpowersports.com. He's on X at Brad Power 7. How, how stoked are you for this weekend? Yeah, it's the weekend we've all been waiting for. If you're a college football fan or a college football better, or somebody looking to get some, you know, some data points, better data points for the teams at the top, not playing a bunch of tomato cans. So uh, it's one of the better ones I can remember, uh, you know, in recent college football history. I think what makes it even better this year feels like a wide open national title chase. Uh, at the top where maybe six, eight teams have a chance to legitimately win the title this year, where it's really been three or four for the better part of the last 15 years. So very stoked to to find out uh, who the real teams are. Agreed. Now, can you explain, uh, again, you've been betting college football since like February and March, and you made some bets in the off season on Ohio state at a much higher number. So then when it reopened, I think around three here at Circa on Sunday, did you say, I got to bet it again? Yeah, I bet it again. So I, I, my biggest liability of the season so far uh, is Ohio State against Notre Dame. Took some bad numbers. Took more bad numbers than than pretty much ever before in the game of the year market. That it's been a unique year in that regard. Not that it's been terrible. Negative CLV plays for me have been above fifty percent. So uh, <laughs> it, it's been unique in that regard. Again, gotta always play. If my number calls for a bet, I don't care if it's March. Or, or it's, you know, when the lines open up on a Sunday or it's game day, I'll make a bet because I'm com- that confident enough in my in my power ratings. What do I see in this matchup? Well, I will say this. I mean, obviously, you've had to downgrade Ohio State since the start of the season. The, the, there are issues there, particularly a quarterback and offensive line that are a little bit more than I anticipated. Uh, and, and then on the other side, I mean, Sam Hartman's been everything and more for Notre Dame. I mean, they played a bunch of tomato cans but i mean he's been efficient to say the least no interceptions yet uh they're throwing the ball down the field the wide receivers the tight ends are better than expected with all that being said i like ohio state here i like ohio state at the line of scrimmage i think notre dame is a little soft at uh, interior on the offensive line and i also think their defensive line uh just uh, i'm gonna tweet this out there's the, you think big big guys with notre dame uh that that size and that defensive line is going to be exposed on saturday night Wow. Okay. Do you think they Notre Dame has success on the ground at all? I mean, there's possibility. Audrey Gastamay leads the nation in rushing so far. So, I mean, he's been another pleasant surprise for the Irish. But I just think, you know, you look at Ohio State's defensive front, uh, the edge rushers are juniors. They're finally coming into their own a little bit. Tyleek Williams has had a, a big year. And then they have two solid linebackers, the Buckeyes, Steel Chambers, uh, you know, and Tommy Eichenberg have been – you know, I don't know if you win the national title with them, but you win a lot of football games. So I actually think Notre Dame struggles again on that interior of the offensive line. Go watch the NC State game. Uh, they, yeah. they was pretty much boomer bust that game. They had a bunch of big plays, 
But man, on a consistent driving and drive out basis, I think Notre Dame had like six three and outs. And I expect some three and outs against what I, I no one's talking about this. Ohio State's defense is much improved under Jim Knowles in year two. Okay, excellent. Uh, we mentioned this before you came on. We're in trouble here with Clemson Futures. I mean, they lose this. You can kiss the win total goodbye. But uh, bounce back since the debacle against Duke. Florida State, lucky to beat Boston College. And Boston College had 18 penalties. What do you think of the Seminoles laying two and a half in Death Valley? I'm going to lean towards Clemson here. Uh, yeah, Let's wait and see if we get a three. Uh, the, the rewatching last week's game, I, I think you had to be concerned, particularly on the back end of Florida State's defense. I mean, Castellanos was... I'm not sure Klubnik's an athlete that Castellanos, the quarterback for BC, was. But my goodness, multiple breakdowns on like third and 15 plus. And that's been the case, uh, at least watching Florida State the last three, three out of, the four, of their last four games, that back end of the defense. So make sure to check that out. On the other side, uh, Clemson offensively. I, we're going to find out because, I mean, I popped on the Florida Atlantic tape and I was expecting, oh, they're starting to make some headway on offense. And that's not what I saw. I saw mm. an offense take advantage of short fields, had a pick six that led to that 48 points against Florida Atlantic. So that's an intriguing matchup. The two weaknesses of the two teams are matching up Florida State's defense versus Clemson's offense. The two teams' strength on the other side of the ball is the one that everyone wants to talk about. Uh, let's see how healthy Jordan Travis is. Got dinged up a little yeah. bit, finished the game against BC. How much is he going to be in the quarterback run game? Uh, th- that's something to take a look at early in the game. Uh, so my ratings are going to fa- uh, you know, say Clemson. This game should be around Pickham. So let's go ahead and lean with Clemson. But again, we're at two and a half. Let's not run to the window and take that. Let's see if we can get a plus three. Let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Our guest is professional sports better Brad Powers. Again, the website is bradpowersports.com. Uh, what did you make the Colorado Oregon number? How did you bet it then based on the number? And then what do you make Travis Hunter worth to the Colorado team? Yeah, great questions. Uh, made it 21. And I think I'm giving Colorado the benefit of the doubt. Uh, I was very happy that they put a lot of those look ahead lines up in multiple sports books last week. Uh, I was happy that somebody bet Colorado plus 21 on the opener at Circa and drove it down to 19. I pounced on Oregon. Uh, obviously, you can't, anybody can say, you know, not with a great deal of confidence about Colorado's power rating. I, I mentioned this on your show last week. I was like, I think we might be looking back in a couple of weeks and saying, hey, that big time upgrade certainly deserved for Colorado. Might have been a little steep. I mean, because it got up to 22 points since the end of last season, heading into last week. Uh, I like Oregon in this matchup. I bet Oregon. Uh, Travis Hunter, I think, at minimum, being conservative, it has to be worth at least a point. I got other people telling me that I respect that he's worth two points to the uh, spread. Yeah, mm-hmm. unique player playing on both sides. On a, you know, I would say a, a team that lacks depth, quality depth. Um, he's such an impact player, a lockdown corner. I just think with the depth and Oregon's, I think the key here is their motivation for margin. I think they have it. So if they, they want to put an extra touchdown on the board or so, they'll do it. Uh, I, I like the Ducks here. I bet Colorado adjusted wins under six and a half plus money. What say you? I agree with that. I got them more in the six range. Pac-12 is tough. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Stanford and Arizona State might be the two games that they're favored in. But other than that, they're going to be an underdog in their remaining games. And maybe the... You know, in one of those two games where they're going to be favored, maybe the ball doesn't bounce their way. Because reality is, look, as good as they've been, fortunate to win two of the three games this year uh, against TCU or Colorado State. Change one play, and Colorado's one and two, and not not the talk of the nation. Okay, you're a connected guy. You know a lot of people. Um, what are you hearing on Cam Rising as Utah at home against UCLA? And as I've said all week here, UCLA is preparing like he's going to play. I'm hearing more positive than negative at this point. I, I mean, if you followed along with this injury all off season, the, the, there was a, a plan in place for him to you know miss the non-conference and start it up once, once conference play opens up. I will say this, Utah, out of any team in the country, is as buttoned up as it gets when it comes to injuries. I mean, there was a situation last year. Announcers are there at the stadium. Uh, they're expecting one quarterback to play. Doesn't happen. That was the Utah-Washington State Friday night game last year where it shocked everybody who trotted out there and went. went. So maybe we get a, a, a surprise in this one, but I'm hearing that we're going to get news today, more on the official side. I think he plays, so therefore I'm betting Utah here. And that, even if he doesn't play, I lean towards the Utah side. 
as good as Dante Moore's been, and then some, they haven't played anybody at UCLA, and this is a big-time road test yep. for a true freshman quarterback. Yep. Yeah, well said. Now, how about uh, Lane Kiffin? Again, he had to say something this week, right, leading into the Alabama game. Well, guys, we're watching the film. It looks like a new D.C. is calling plays. Saban heard about it. He's like, oh, it pisses him off now. So what do you think of this number where it's at right now? And just overall, they, I mean, I don't know what Alabama was thinking last week at quarterback. They had to go to Milrow. Clearly, he's the guy at quarterback here. Now with Alabama favored by this much against Ole Miss this week. Yeah, I like the movement back to Milrow. He's got to be the quarterback because he gives you at least something in the quarterback run game. I mean, you would hope he limits his mistakes, but he actually throws the ball better down the field than the other two. I mean, a disastrous performance against South Florida. I would argue the worst Alabama performance in any single game in 15-plus years. Uh, it was a legitimate. In fact, I, I think it's lucky they won by 14. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 keep in mind, they punched a touchdown in with 30 seconds left. Yep. So uh, terrible performance. Ole Miss is 3-0 against the number. So you're thinking, ah, Ole Miss here. Nah, I'm not. Uh, again, play the number. Number says Alabama. I think Ole Miss has kind of been fraudulent. You've been following them the last two weeks. Two fraudulent finals. They, that game was a very close game against Tulane. In yes. fact, I thought they were outplayed the majority of that game. Tulane with a backup quarterback. Great. Last week, middle of the fourth quarter is 27-17 against Georgia Tech. Final looks awesome, 48-23. Unless you're a Georgia Tech backer. But... Uh, I think Ole Miss will have some success offensively. I mean, there there are holes in this Alabama defense, but I just think this is a game where Alabama is buttoned up, win the turnover battle, win the line of scrimmage. Alabama, anything under a touchdown is worth a bet for me. So let's go ahead. Right now it's six and a half, so let's bet Alabama. Uh, quickly here, how many points do you think Iowa is going, going to score this week against Penn State? It's a whiteout. They're without... You know, two running backs, the tight ends dinged up as well. This does not look pretty here for the Hawkeyes going into this game. Yeah, I'm surprised if they top 14. Well, yeah. Really. I, boy, watching Tate from last week, if there's one thing that stood out in any game, Cade McNamara is nowhere near 100% for Iowa. He's limping around. Looks like his knees are going to buckle on any play. Now you got the speed edge rushers for Penn State that like, love to get after the quarterback. You got you lost your leading receiver in Lachey at tight end. Uh in fact, I mean, not only 14, if they get above 10, I'll be surprised. It sounds like, like I'm being, you know, a little chalky here, but I like Penn State, the favorite. They're, they're playoff good, are they not? Yeah, they are. If Drew uh, Aller can be, you know, a little bit more consistent, they're good enough. Yep. Uh, they also got to find like a, an alpha in the wide receiver room. Somebody needs to step up there. Let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We'll continue with one more segment here. Professional sports better Brad Powers talking college football. Uh, he's on X at Brad Power 7. The website is bradpowersports.com. So, this team, you want to talk about a squad that's up against it. They're taking on one of the best teams in the country, and now they're down to their fourth string quarterback. How ugly is this going to get on Saturday? We'll ask Brad coming up on Follow the Money VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so... There's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday... You can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? It's updated with DraftKings odds every five minutes. You can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Betting splits are the way. We're here to help you be a smarter, better year-round. Check it out every game, vcin.com. As we march on here with professional sports better Brad Powers talking college football, it is a loaded slate coming up. This weekend and in the Pac-12, some other games that we haven't touched on yet. Um, what, what do you make of the number right now where it currently sits at with USC and Arizona State? The Sun Devils down to their fourth string quarterback after getting shut out against Fresno last week. My numbers say play Arizona State, even though I downgraded them more than any team in the country. Uh, I, you know, it, it's interesting to see how much the downgrade is from, you know, a starting quarterback that was okay true freshman Rashada but Mm -hmm. reality is I mean it was ugly I mean when you have eight turnovers and you you can't do anything functionally on offense and now you're going up against the USC team that hasn't been afraid to get margin coming off a bye uh I understand it I don't want it to see I don't want to see it because it'll force me to make a bet but if I see 35 and a half I'm betting Arizona State wow all right, excellent. I don't want okay. to see it. Well, I don't no want to see it. it. I mean, don't show on. it to me. Who wants to make that bet? It's I like, know. In those games, it looks so easy. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Not so easy. Well, they won't be minus eight in a turnover differential again. I can tell you that. I hope that doesn't happen again. Uh, are it could you be sh- minus nine. <laughs> could be. By the way, USC takes it away. How about the, the mar- another marquee game in the Pac-12? Uh, I know Smith has been an ATS machine here for the Beavers. I think Ward is the most underrated player in college football. The win at Fort Collins looks better every week and and beating Wisconsin at home. Are you surprised the Cougs are catching points at home in Pullman? I'm not, actually. I I laid it with Oregon State. I I just think they're the more complete team, especially at the line of scrimmage. I just worry Washington State's one-dimensional. You know, still even with the, you know, the several years removed from Mike Leach. I do like their new offense coordinator. I like Cameron Ward. I think we're a year ahead of schedule on him. He was a talk of last season in the summer. Uh, it played okay, but didn't live up to expectations. Uh, I just think, you know, off a of kind of a subpar game, DJ, and that Oregon State offense, they get right here. I, I, I'll lay the three here with the Beavers. Okay, uh, BradPowerSports.com, BradPower7 on Twitter, by the way. I love your newsletter. And in your newsletter, you get into misleading box scores, and you point out, the BYU-Arkansas game and what happened in that game with the yards disparity. What do you think of Kansas and BYU? And if BYU can give them a tough assignment again now, taking on Kansas, can, what do you think of this game? Yeah, great question. It, it's a game I haven't had a great feel on Kansas's power rating. My numbers are pretty strong to, for them to play against them last week. And the Nevada game ended up being right. Uh, tough spot for BYU. Uh, another long road travel off an outright upset win a game that they didn't win the box score so that tells me Kansas is a play but you go take a peek at the power ratings they say BYU is the play uh, anything above a touchdown I haven't bet the game and Mm -hmm. that's saying something because you're talking to a guy that likes to either side or total usually has a bet on every game well we talked to Alan Boston a lot a big college basketball guy and he's big into coaches and coaching mismatch and I know you love I, I know you love Leopold so yeah. uh, does that factor in when you look at a game or if you're on the fence, uh, maybe a, a coaching edge or disadvantage edge to someone disadvantage? 
Absolutely. So, I mean, at the head coaching spot, there is a mismatch here. I will say this coordinator spot because Kansas's offense is very creative. Yeah. Uh, BYU's got a new defense coordinator. He, he used to be the Weaver State head coach. Pretty good. Uh, so I, I don't think there's problem when once you dive into the coordinator matchups, I don't think it's as big of a mismatch uh, as you would think. OK. And how about Colorado part two? It was hard to get a handle on Colorado. It's hard to get a handle on Texas State as well, because like Colorado, it's a brand new team. But you're seeing also how Texas State has shocked the world here. What do you think of Texas State and Nevada? Yeah, 3-0 and against the number uh, with cover margin of well over two touchdowns per game for Texas State. Another one that my power rings haven't upgraded Texas State enough, even though I've upgraded them more than any team in the country, even above Colorado mm-hmm. at this point. Uh, my power ranks say lean Nevada here, who showed something against Kansas, at least showed uh, some fight there. And maybe Idaho's a little bit better than expected when they jumped out to that 17 nothing lead against Cal. So that loss they had against an FCS team, maybe not as bad. With that being said, I'm a little worried uh, about the strength of Texas State that I don't have a handle on it. Let's just go ahead and bet the over. And, and you know, I don't think the market fully has a grasp for Texas State's offense and their pace. Let's bet the over here. I'll tell you what. Uh, I thought Wisconsin backers, betters last week, were very fortunate to catch that ticket as uh, they yep. g- had six turnovers oh. that they forced against um, uh, a group of five team, non-power five at home. T- lucky to get that win. They won by, what, uh, 21 points, I believe it was, laying more than that against uh, Georgia Southern. Now they play tomorrow night against Purdue. This point spread's kind of moving back and forth. It did open, did touch seven, I think, earlier uh, yep. over the weekend. Now down to five and a half where we're broadcasting from. What are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, tough game. Uh, Wisconsin certainly hasn't met expectations nope. so far, even though you know they covered that game last week and shouldn't have. Uh, it's more of a play against Purdue. I don't like this Purdue team. They don't do. You could say, oh, they were you know unlucky and whatnot in the game against uh, Syracuse last week, but I see a sloppy team, bunch of uh, penalties, don't take care of the football. This should be uh, this should be a mean potatoes game for Wisconsin. Uh, let's just line it up, and once conference play started here. Let's go mm-hmm. ahead and run Allen and Malusi and be done with this throwing the football around. So I hope that's the case because I bet Wisconsin. Yeah, I, I feel it feels to me like the coaching staff, it's been like three weeks and they're still confused on what to do with the offense. Yeah. Well, I was confusing higher, to be honest with you, because I look, I Wisconsin needed an upgraded head coach. Yes. But what I thought they needed was not to go away with the, the what they've been doing well for the last 30 years. You just need to find a quarterback. Uh, and, and do a little bit better recruiting. I thought that mm-hmm. was the, their fix there. I thought Fickle could give that to them. Uh, so far, the, the returns haven't been great. It's still year one, though. Okay. Uh, two good late games, and I, I'll be upset if I lose this Air Force win total, eight and a half. Their schedule's so easy, but there's a big disparity here in SOS and a little Air Force money coming in. Air Force lane, four and a half at San Jose State. Yeah, a lot of Air Force money coming in. I got negative CLV because I bet San Jose State. You mentioned the strength of schedule disparity. I think this week, from my past experience, this is the week where you start taking a peek at that uh, because you got to love everything you see statistical-wise for Air Force, but who in the hell have they played? They played a bad FCS team. They played an, F- uh, an FBS team that's transitioning from the FCS that can't play offense to Sam Houston. Utah State's not a team I like this year. They're only, in my opinion, a f- five-win team at best. San Jose State's played Oregon State. USC. It went on the road and probably should have won the game outright against Toledo. I know it's a short week. I know they got to play the option, but I like this. I think San Jose State's a pretty damn good team, a team much better than I expected. Every week, my power rankings have said play on Air Force and play against San Jose State. And now all of a sudden, my power rankings say play on San Jose mm-hmm. State. I got it. Whenever that happens, it's an auto bet for me. Okay. And one more. Uh, I know you've been uh, down on this team all year. San Jose, San Diego State, excuse me. Shouldn't have beat Ohio, but Rourke got hurt, the quarterback. Uh, we're not impressive against Idaho State and then blitzed the last two weeks against Pac 12 teams. What do you think of uh, Aztecs catching almost a touchdown at home against Boise? Yeah, tough game. I mean, we'll find out about both teams. Uh, been disappointing uh, both so far. I mean, my gut tells me Boise State's the right side, but I don't like the coaching of Boise State, especially without Dirk Cutter there uh, saving the, the the team and the season last year. Uh, can't play it right now, to be honest with you. Did you play Middle Tennessee against uh, Colorado I did, State? Yeah, I played Middle Tennessee. I just think, man, flying across country after that that, that type of effort, uh, going late into the night, uh, that, you know, watch that game. I mean, one of their key players is out for the first half, uh, and I was expecting maybe the safety to get suspended. 
I just think it's a sleepy effort from Colorado State this week. Even though I liked what I saw, uh, I just think bad spot, Middle Tennessee for me. Do you have any, uh, anything in tonight's game with Coastal Carolina playing? Yeah, I let, man, I, every game, it sounds like I'm taking the favor, but I, I, I laid it with uh, Coastal in this one. Short week, Georgia State's been good. They, they've impressed me the last two weeks, but Coastal's uh, very sneaky 3-0 and against the number. All right. Very good. Some weeks are different than others. Some weeks it's going to be littered with uh, dogs. This week happens to be littered for you with uh, some favorites. Uh, great stuff today, Brad. Thanks so much for the time, as always. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, Again, Brad. He's on X at Brad Power 7. The website is bradpowersports.com as well. Join us every Thursday to talk college football. And there is no better week the entire year than uh, this one that we have for the sport. This is one where you want to tell the fiancé, Paulie, look, I know that we just got engaged <laughs> And I bought you this uh, $15,000 ring. Get but uh, you know what? I'm going to be out with the boys on Saturday. Uh, right? Is that what you told her? You established the rules? Yeah. Well, it's better than when she picks out one for 32000 and uh, doesn't tell you about it. I was giving qu- you a break with that price. And, and you quit yeah. your job uh, before. Right? That, 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 that was fun. That was a good time. <laughs> good time. Um, so what did Felica tweet? 2006. Last time. this The last ranked? time we've had this many. In r- September. Yes. Right, yeah. right. Right. This is awesome. That, that, and, and what a way to start the day! And boy, oh boy! I mean, imagine if Clemson gets run out. Oh, what if they? Will, but what if they? What if they're sure, impressive? Well, it's a, then it's some ACC becomes a mess. And that's the funny thing: that game actually does not feature two teams who are ranked. Clemson's not ranked in both polls. Well, they're ranked in one, not the other one. Yeah, so yeah. you can't say that they're a nationally ranked team. So we just assume that this one we we're going to, and then they just got blown up by Duke. And can they get it together? Uh, we'll touch a little bit on uh, Major League Baseball. Um, I think we can do this, Paul. I think we can do this. It came in again. Boy, what a ridiculous win that was yesterday. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Put the VSEN experts to work for you this football season. Start betting smarter with a VSEN Pro subscription. Sign up now, save 10% off a VSEN Pro annual subscription when you use the promo code FTM. Daily best bets with a leaderboard to see which VSEN expert has the hot hand. Betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving every game. Premium analysis, 24 7 video access. Promo code FTM. Save 10% off the annual subscription today. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We'll go back to the NFL in a minute. First off, at this exact time yesterday, we were talking about the Twins to be the two seed in the American League. And at DraftKings, they had that on the board at 110 to 1. It's back up. It's not in every state from what I understand. It's in most states. It's, it, I don't understand the way that that works. But anyway, it's neither here nor there. So if you're looking around and can't find it, that's the reason why. In other states where it is available, back on the board at 60 to 1, what a come from behind. They, they struck out 14 times against Hunter Green yesterday. He was great. Yep. Big but, win. Big comeback win. And it looked, boy, was it getting juicy. Because at the same time the Twins came back to win, the Astros were losing in the eighth inning against the Orioles. But then the, the Astros walked it off, and they salvaged a game out of that series too. So Texas also won, and Seattle won. But as you said yesterday... It's all about the schedule. Twins magic number down to one. They clinch today if the Guardians lose uh, at home against Baltimore. But the big story here is can they shock the world and come out of left field and get the two seed? Right. Their schedule the rest of the way is a joke. Well, not the be all end all, but when you compare it to what Houston, Seattle, and Texas are playing, they are set up to do damage this weekend. They have today off. They'll resume play tomorrow and they get a three game set against. The Angels, and uh, here you go with the probable starters as of right now. Friday, it looks like Tyler Anderson and his uh, near six ERA will take on Pablo Lopez. On Saturday, it's TBD for the Angels and Sonny Gray for the Twins. And on Sunday, as of now, probables, Patrick Sandoval against Joe Ryan. So I, I hope they're thinking about this, like, guys, we can actually achieve the two seed here. Sure. You should be able to sweep the A's and the Rockies. Uh, good. I was surprised by the Angels yesterday. Uh, that was... They roughed up uh, Savali. I cannot, that one came out of nowhere. They did, because he's been so good at home. But, again, they have the tiebreaker on a couple of these teams yeah. and, and, and the Astros. So, you know, difficult but not impossible. So, uh, back four back with 10 to play, 9 to play. Rather have the 110 to 1. Mm-hmm. But you never know. Stranger things have happened. I'm watching the Rocky game yesterday, and the announcers are like, eh, well, you know, I just I just can't see it with the Padres. I got all the – if." The, 
I'm not saying they're going to run the table. But again, if you want to you dream a little dream, they won again. It's seven in a row. They're thinking, well, if the Padres can only get to 84 wins, it's not. Yes, it will happen. Because these other teams, then all they have to do is play 500 ball. Mm-hmm. That absolutely is in play because of how difficult the schedule is for those remaining teams. Well, there's a lot, lot of work to do here. Yes, but they're just completely dismissing it. And like, if the Padres, I mean, here's what I'm saying: if they can get to 83 or 84 wins, I think they got a great chance to mm. do this because I don't trust any of those teams fighting it out. And if the Cubs just got buried yesterday by the Pirates, and you, and Arizona has a tough schedule, and I don't trust the Reds, and we know the Giants are out of it. You know, I'll tell you, I want the Padres to keep it together for one more year. The reason is they were the best team in baseball in one-run games last year. This year, they're the worst team, and they're 0-11 in extra innings. That's called regression. And so if they keep it together for next year, that's going to bounce back. They're not going to be, what, 6-22 in one-run games, and they're not going to be 0-11 in extra inning games. That'll correct itself, and you'll make the playoffs next year. They're too good. And again, this is the last team I would want to play if I'm the Braves or the Dodgers out of any of these teams remaining. Yep. Yep. Okay, so where does this number go in the NFL with the Chiefs? Well, you earlier asked me about Survivor. I guess this could be one, too. But you want to keep them... You want to keep Here, them for, at Circa, you want to keep them yeah, for Christmas the, Day. Yeah, Christmas is his own week. Okay. Um, but this is... What a fiasco already. Number one, you have the fields, which we'll get to in a second. You know, throwing the, the coaching staff and the OC under the bus, which he did after Sunday's game, too, mm-hmm. about calling the same play back-to-back-to-back times. You still threw a lousy pick. I mean, come on. And then you, you, the, the, the D.C. quits. And I talked to a couple of Chicago people about, I hope this story isn't true. But you got some you know, reasons about, you know, was the FBI involved or what's going on? Who knows? But the bottom line is now the D.C. quits. So what a, <laughs> this oh. is going sideways in a hurry in Chicago. And right. here comes Pat Mahomes. Right. They only have to take on that guy. Yeah. And all, you know, all hell is breaking loose. The FBI, by the way, according to reports, went to Hallis Hall and to his home. So I can only imagine how how ugly of a situation right. this is. Now, the Bears denied that they were at Hallis Hall. Okay, sure. But, the, but they didn't deny that they went to his house. Yeah. So they also I, never came out and said anything about, like, we wish the guy well or anything. Yeah, right. So it's not like. Well, sure. There's also reports that people were moved to tears when told. Are you going to, is a grown man going to cry when someone says, yeah, I got to spend time with my family yeah. and get my, my personal life in order? So, I mean, who knows what's going on? So on top of that. They're also completely dinged up and probably going to be without several starters uh, in the defense, specifically in the secondary. And the same thing goes for the offensive line. Like from the center, left, left guard, left tackle center, they're either all banged up on the IR, not practicing or not going to play in the game. I mean, it has, I'm surprised it hasn't touched 14 yet. In fact, you can still find 12 and a half where it did go to 13. I only see like one or two 13s on the board right now and uh, 12 and a halves. And by the way, the first half is, was bet up from seven to seven and a half at a lot of spots or moved to seven and a half anyway. Mike North said, our guy in Chicago said, it's not going well for Fields uh, in, in the media there. That there are people open and he's not seeing them and not finding them when you look at the film. So the other thing is, would you, you should call more planned runs and design runs. Yeah. For, and, and that's Fields also maybe not taking an off and run. Maybe it just happens here by accident because he'd be running for his life. But this offense works when he's mobile and taking off and mm-hmm. running, and that's the best offense because we know he's not accurate and can't throw the ball. So then you had this surreal piece of theater yesterday about being asked about <laughs> why why are you struggling to look like a robotic quarterback back there? I felt like, you know, I wasn't necessarily playing my game. Uh, I felt like I was kind of robotic and, you know, not just not, not, not playing like myself. So, um, you know. Um, my goal this week is just to, you know, say effort and just go out there and, you know, play football how I know how to play football. Could be, uh, you know, uh, coaching, um, I think. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, it makes it, you know, uh, they're doing their job when they're giving me, you know, what to look at and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I you know, can't be thinking about that when the game comes. I prepare myself throughout the week. And then when the game comes, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's time to play free at that point. So, um, you know, just thinking less and, you know, playing more. I can understand his point because when you look at the overall numbers, designed runs per game so far in 2023, he's at 2.5, which is tied for 12th in the league at quarterback. He had 6.3 per game last year, which I believe was second overall in the entire league. So you probably have all these coaches coming at him, trying to tell him, look, don't be you. 
We're not going to take you. We're not going to do the design runs. And oh, by the way, make sure you're more patient and don't take off right away. Your first and second instincts cannot be to run the football. Look for guys down the field. He's probably yeah, had okay. three or four guys in his head the whole time, and he's trying to change his game. So I see where he's coming from. But they've also like Eberflus now is like plus one fifty at one spot to be the first coach fired. Yep. Hello. That really and escalated the OC, quickly. And the OC has no idea what he's doing. I mean, you can't yeah. call the same play three times in a row. Uh, but the other thing is, I understand where you're coming from, but then he's coming out and saying, well, I didn't mean that. It was taken. You said it about the coaching. You said, so he's going to come back in and say, well, I didn't mean it about the coaching. But well, you just said it before. Sure. So he's got to have a press conference after the press conference. You, you think they're, fu- and then, and then the, the DC quits. So you think they're ready to go Sunday? No, they have to. I mean, think about this. This all that happened yesterday. <laughs> Today's Thursday. They got to pick themselves off the mat, and now they're, they're traveling in a couple of days to KC to take on that defense. By the way, through two games, which has been a revelation, and then Mahomes, who has not busted out yet. Oh, it's coming on Sunday. I don't know. I mean, the, you're going back. Maybe the best quarterback they've had, other than Cutler, might be Mike Tomzak since you get back to the M- McMahon era. But it's like, what is? why was there so much hype on this team? That, I, why? Why was uh, there Fields hype, MVP? Why was there so much hype on they're going over the win total? They could be a playoff team. The offense, they, there was a, they had no passing game, and the defense sucked. Again, they were power rated higher the entire offseason than Green Bay. How many times did I have to say and tell people, what are we doing here? It, does, it never made any sense. Yeah. Right, All those players are back for Green Bay, not named Aaron Rodgers. I rattled off how many first-round picks they have on defense. The guys that they have, now they're banged up on the offensive line, of course. But the Bears were awful last year. They had the number one pick in the draft before they traded down. The defense stunk. Yes, they addressed it in a couple of spots. But what was to really like? You bought the, the field's hype? Well, they lost 13 of their last 14 games. Was, exactly. And the only, they just, what was, there were six fumbles in that Monday night game and they jumped on all of them? Yeah. And, and they, it, were gonna, they were going to go from three wins to eight with the win total? What I, that's, I, that's, that's what I exactly wrote in the NFL preview magazine we did with uh, our betting guide. I'm like, how the hell is this going to happen? What am I missing here? You don't get them all right, but that's, I, they, again, they've lost 12 games in a row and they're giving up 25 in all of them. What would you need to bet the Bears? Oh, God. The number is not close to where it is I like for me. Von Model. Von Model Von, makes it 18, 18 and a half, yeah, right? Right. We're laying it in the contest. I go, <laughs> oh, they're going to get right offensively here. Maybe yep. it starts Sunday. You know, Mahomes will figure it out. A Thursday night football betting preview is up next. I have several examples to believe in one player tonight. Uh, we'll call it a weakness of the other team. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Week three tonight, Niners at home against the G-Men. DraftKings Sportsbook keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5, get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Football's more fun when you're in on the action. Download the app now, sign up with code FOLLOW. New customers can bet $5 to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL with code FOLLOW. The crown is yours. We had some uh, issues earlier. Thanks to everyone being patient and sticking with us uh, on this Thursday. And uh, there was a couple people on the network who brought this up. And also thanks to all the emails and tweets as well. Our friends in Chicago. The Nagy angle also with this game about Mahomes really likes Nagy. And maybe there's a stick it to him uh, in this game too. The win one for Nagy or run it up for Nagy. What happened and how uh, he didn't like how he was dumped yeah. in Chicago. Put it this way. I was uh, watching a little bit of uh, Sharp Money yesterday with Patrick Maher. Uh, JVT was on at the time with Dustin as well. It's the afternoon show here, uh, 3 o'clock Eastern, noon Pacific time. They had a guest on who covers the Bears. And he made he went out of his way to make a point about how Mahomes used to have that chip on his shoulder about the Bears taking Trubisky. And he said that chip's gone because he's proven himself and he's won Super Bowls. But he did say the thing that still like gets to him is that Mahomes really likes Nagy and he thought he was tr- uh, treated a little unfairly there and how he was let go. So maybe he wants to you know go off tonight and say, okay, I, I still remember what happened to Nagy, myself, you passed on me, here's four touchdowns in your face. And he could easily that, do that, that against anybody, but tonight maybe That too. Yeah, yeah. I never thought of that. How many of these yeah. guys in the NBA can tell you everyone that's selected? Quite a few them. of them. Draymond Green, isn't it St. Brown too with the Lions? Or, yeah, so. yeah, that's St. Brown. Right. Make, yeah, I mean, all yeah. these guys have they use it as fuel every single game. Randy Moss did that. Well, you remember what he did against Paul the, Pierce? What Paul Pierce do in the NBA? He always made it a point. He could rattle off every and, person. Oh, was really? Taken. Yeah. Paul Pierce went tenth. I mean, that it was an amazing yeah. draft. Well, come on. I remember Randy Moss was livid to Jerry Jones that he didn't take him. Moss wanted to be a Cowboy. They played him Thanksgiving, his rookie year. I think he had three for 163 and yeah, three touchdowns. He did. And he always lit up the Cowboys. So that there could be something there, too. I did. Okay, excellent. I remember uh, in one fantasy draft that year, I thought for sure I was in it with a bunch of people who didn't follow college football. I'm like, I'm getting Randy Moss. I'll wait till like the fourth, fifth round. Guy took him first pick, second round. I just lost it. This is 1998. I was blo- I'm like, what? How did you know about Randy Moss? The guy uh, had a hell of a team. Took him in the second round. It paid off. Well, that would that's not fair. You get a guy with... Well, I mean, he puts up those numbers. 18 touch, 17 touchdowns, right? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Listen. Right out of the gates, they're chucking it deep yeah. against yeah. the Buccaneers in week one. With Brad Johnson. Yeah. He, uh, was in, he was the finals for the Heisman, though. I mean, it wasn't... No, no, I know. I know. But it wasn't like... Well, I thought like, I was going to run away with that. I yeah. thought I was going to draft whoever I wanted, but that guy pulls Randy Moss on the second round, and I just Good. was like, oh, okay. Good. By the way. Um, yep, states, yes. Fe- Fe- I brought this up earlier about how the Twins bet. It's available in some bets, but not others. Uh, thanks to Eric Biggio, who does a great job over at William Hill and Caesars. And he said that part of the job is the biggest, biggest pain in the neck because you have to submit for approval in any new market that they want to put in um, where they do business, right? He said some states are cool. Some are not. For example, he submitted a couple of days ago, which team will Acuna hit his 40th home run against? Against still crickets. And he said Acuna is probably going to hit his 40th by the time I get a response. 
Wow. So you got to do it in every single jurisdiction. Some of them are, they, they take their time or they don't approve anything. Others are great. And they just, okay, yeah, Good. this makes sense to us. Good. Yep. What do you think tonight? This is um, interesting. Uh, Giants should get buried tonight. Probably going against the best team in football. Best team in the NFC. Uh, we'll find out though week five at home against the Cowboys. This is three straight home games for the Niners. And the short week without Barkley, without Thomas, if they fall behind again early, and they should, it, it, I'm not saying it's going to be 40 to nothing again, but is it going to be a repeat of week one where it's like this guy has no time to throw? Every offensive lineman's a turnstile, and the 49ers just unleash hell. Yeah, and they're going to be without Andrew Thomas. Yep. They have other injuries, pro football focus going into this week, week three. They rank their offensive line dead last in the NFL. And now they're matched up against arguably the best defensive line in football. I would ask you this. I think like the power rating on the Niners is right there with Dallas. And in fact, I would have the 49ers a little bit ahead of Dallas. Dallas, they were three, three and a half on the road against the Giants in week one. So what would you make the Niners if this game was in New York? That game played out. It was 40 to nothing. Like, I think if the, the well, Cowboys I, played the Giants like 10 times or the Niners played the Giants 10 times, 40 to nothing is going to happen like once. But how many times would well, they cover that big of a number? How many yeah. times would those teams cover 10, 10 and a half? I have to factor everything in, though. I have to factor in injuries, the opponent, and how they looked in the first six quarters. I mean, they're getting blown out at Arizona. That did happen. I mean, that was, it was, right? well, it's a story. That counts. Never, yeah, this is the first time in 45 years a team was outscored 60 to nothing to start the season. So, uh, good job coming back. But, again, that's a team that's, that's tanking and, and getting the win. And now you don't have your arguably your best player. Who's out and short week with all this this business too. So I do like the fact that the Niners were upset with how they played defensively. Now McVay certainly knows offense and, and Stafford had a good game, but they were caught off guard by the quick passes. But the Rams did what they wanted for the most part offensively, and and that bothered the 49ers. So we'll see if uh, they flex their muscle tonight too. Props, I don't know. I'm all over the place. I mean, but the, you can't get away from this. When do you see this? McCaffrey is minus two sixty. Anytime touchdown. He scored 11 games in a row. The 49er record is Rice, 12. The all-time records is Riggins and OJ, 15. When McCaffrey starts, the Niners are 14-1 and one straight up. Well, I'll give you something to look forward to. If McCaffrey scores just one tonight, but if he goes off and he scores like two, I bet you his number is close to $5 next week against Arizona. Yeah, good call. Mm. Absolutely. So I like Kittle tonight. Again, if you go back and look at uh, the recent history against the Giants defense, and they've been abysmal so far to begin the year. Tight ends against the Giants. Zach Ertz last week had six for 56. He did not score. But I I will give you some uh, tight ends who I would compare George Kittle to from last year. In the playoffs, Dallas Goddard, five for 58 and a touchdown. TJ Hawkinson in the playoffs, 10 for 129. Goddard in week 18 had 6 for 46. Hawkinson in week 16 had 13 for 109 and two touchdowns. And if you go back to week six of last year, Mark Andrews for the Ravens had 7 for 106 and a touchdown. I would compare those three tight ends to Kittle for sure. I think Kittle's actually better than maybe some of them on that list too. I bet him at plus 215 today to score a touchdown, especially with Ayuk. Yeah, potentially not playing in this game tonight. Mm-hmm. And we saw the rapport that Purdy had with Kittle last year during that hot stretch to end the season. Does Breida do anything? He's 32 and a half rushing yards. I, I don't think so. I mean, no? All right. <laughs> how many touches will he get? But again, it could be, and maybe it's just Danny Dimes running for his life and, and he's trying to scramble. And do, at DraftKings, he's plus 170 to get 50 yards rushing. McCaffrey, 100 yards and a touchdown is plus 250. Uh, there's a boost out there at William Hill. McCaffrey, a combined 150 yards rushing and receiving is 4-1. to one. I could see that. But, again, so dangerous. Shanahan talked about this week yeah. about how he wants to split up the carries a little bit more. Yeah, but he could dump it off to him, and he could have an 80-yard reception. Well, he, he could. That's something else that could, could. happen. But. Now, how about on the flip side, though, because they're such big dogs, and the Giants' defense is... What if they're blowing them out? And then you get some garbage time That's points right. here from That's the right. Giants. They never happened against the Cowboys. But if it happens tonight, did you see Hyatt last week after he did nothing against the Cowboys? The, he only had two catches for 89 yards, but maybe he's plus 950 I'm seeing this morning to score a touchdown. You want to do a little sprinkle on him? Would Waller be yeah. the guy if they get close I, to I'd the... I'd go Waller, but that's I see what you're saying. Yeah, it, it could be garbage time, and there's 
something old by the way late too. Right, and, and I, I think again, yeah. I know Shanahan talked about cleaning up yeah. the defense, but Stafford was great last week, and so was Puka and other guys too. Isn't that a little bit embarrassing? If you're you got a lot of pride and you think you're the best defense, that it, that Puka goes off like that? Well, and that you were in a game for that long? Sure. Ah, credit to the Rams again. They're much uh-huh. better than I anticipated coming into the right. season. Let me, let me share this. I find this fascinating. I'll probably be quick. You know, I've been doing this for like four years, this no defensive special teams touchdown. Yeah. And it was it was always um, so low at Bet 365 and offshore and sky high in Nevada. And I asked Jeff Davis, trader here at Circa, about it. He did something about the algorithm and stuff's off. Well, now it's corrected itself the other direction. So here it's like two, 250 at Circa, and it's sky high at other places. And globally, it's sky high. Oh. Like every game now, because I, 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 the last two years, full disclosure, it's not gone well with this prop. They are killing me every week with this. Um, but... It used, it used to be free money, where you, how I would handicap this. I had the prop in a headlock for like three years, where you want a quarterback who was take care of the ball with a lousy defense. But now you're seeing a 70-cent move from Nevada to offshore the other direction, mm-hmm. like it was. It's wild how it's well, flipped. The it's, per- two, it's 250 tonight here. Yeah, the perfect example would have been like Aaron Rodgers, those MVP years. He That's never right. turned the ball over. No punts. Yes. Bad defense. Right. Against a well, really good elite quarterback. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Like, like mm. yeah, you had that. But it used to be as low as 220, 210. Because right. it, would, it would be based on what if it was a high total, which you had yeah. nothing to do with that. Right. Mike Palm on the show coming up next, VP of Circa Resort and Casino. A lot of huge favorites on the NFL betting board this week. Who does he trust in Survivor? Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.